Welcome back to Scriptures with Mom and Terry. I'm the mom, Linda Weiniger. We're going to be reading Doctrine and Covenants 63 for today, just one section. And it's a really important one. It's packed with a lot of goodness. And so that's why it's just this one. Also, I'm teaching a lesson on Sunday and tomorrow, and Finn is also teaching a lesson tomorrow. And I'd like to call it facilitate a discussion because I really feel like we need to discuss this. It's talking about how to resist pornography, basically. And I feel like we do have something that we could say about this. And we are a safe place for people to talk about this with us because we have experienced it so closely in our lives and in our family. But that doesn't change the fact that I'm still nervous about teaching lessons because I always am. (laughs) And can I just say I'm really sleepy right now and I was going back to sleep and remembered that I wanted to read this chapter before tomorrow and I was thinking, I'll just put it off till tomorrow or till later today and felt like, you know what, I really need to fight and push through and read this so that I can be ready or more ready for tomorrow. So that is where we are at. So I would rather take a nap. I just want everybody to know this, that I'd rather be taking a nap, but I know that this is more important. See, I'm already falling asleep. But we know if we want to fight Satan, we got to push through. Got to push through this like this. Okay, Revelation given through Joseph Smith the prophet at Kirtland, Ohio, August 30th, 1831. The prophet Sidney Rigdon, the prophet Sidney Rigdon and Oliver Cowdery had arrived in Kirtland on August 27th from their visit to Missouri. Joseph Smith history describes this revelation in these infant quote in these infant days of the church there was a great anxiety to obtain the word of the lord upon every subject that it in any way concerned our salvation and as the land of zion was now the most important temporal object in view i inquired of the lord for further information upon the gathering of the saints and the purchase of the land and other matters Okay, 1 to 6, a day of wrath will come upon the wicked. 7 to 12, signs come from come by faith. 13 to 19, the adulterous in heart will deny the faith and be cast into the lake of fire. 20, the faithful will receive an inheritance upon the transfigured earth. 21, a full account of the events of the Mount of Transfiguration has not yet been revealed. 22 to 23, the obedient receive the mysteries of the kingdom. 24 to 31, inheritances in Zion are to be purchased. 32 to 35, the Lord decrees wars, and the wicked shall slay the wicked. 36 to 48, the saints are to gather to Zion and provide monies to build it up. 49 to 54, blessings are assured by the faithful at the second coming and the resurrection and during the millennium. 55 to 58, this is a day of warning. 59 to 66, the Lord's name is taken in vain by those who use it without authority. Okay, one, hearken, O ye people, and open your hearts and give ear from afar and listen you that call yourselves the people of the Lord and hear the word of the Lord and his will concerning you. Yea, verily I say, hear the word of him whose anger is kindled against the wicked and rebellious. 
Okay, so in section or in this verse, there's an, a quote that Elder Neil L. Maxwell, A. Maxwell says, and he says, God's wrath is kindled not because we have harmed him, but because we have harmed ourselves. And I think that makes a lot of sense because you can't really harm the Lord, right? But sometimes we can do things that harm ourselves or others, and that probably brings him a lot of sadness. Okay, number three, who willeth to take even them whom he will take and preserveth in life them whom he will preserve for who buildeth up at his own will and pleasure and destroyeth when he pleases and is able to cast out cast the soul down to hell behold i the lord utter my voice and it shall be obeyed wherefore verily i say let the wicked take heed and let the rebellious fear and tremble and let the unbelieving hold their lips, for the day of wrath shall come upon them as a whirlwind, and all, and all flesh shall know that I am God. And he that seeketh signs shall see signs, but not unto salvation. Verily I say unto you, there are those among you who seek signs, and there have been such even from the beginning. But behold, faith cometh not by signs, but signs follow those that believe. Yea, signs come by faith, not by the will of the, of men, nor as they please, but by the will of God. Yea, signs come by faith unto mighty works, for without faith no man pleaseth God, and with whom God is angry, he is not well pleased. Wherefore, unto such he showeth no signs, only in wrath unto their condemnation. Okay, so we're leaving off at number 12. Um says that um, earlier in the year, there was a woman named Elsa. Oh, this is the redheaded hostess notes. Uh, says that Elsa Johnson, who lived in Hiram, Ohio, which was about 30 miles from Kirtland, heard about Joseph. So she and her husband, John Johnson, went to Kirtland to find out more about this new religion. Elsa had an arm that had terrible arthritis and would cause her serious amounts of pain and so for two years she had not been able to raise her hand above her head so they traveled to find joseph smith and when they found him he was able to heal her arm and she was able to use it instantly and the following day she was able to use to do her chores it says quote without difficulty or pain end quote and that's in the history of the church and Ezra Booth was the one that witnessed this miracle, which caused him to join the church. And he was faithful for a while, but his faith seemed to be built more on the sign than the gospel. And he became a critic. For example, when he saw Independence, Missouri, he, had, he did not think it would be a good place for Zion. And he began to quarrel and be critical of the prophet. Okay, well, let's get right back into it. Um, I have taken a super long break. It is now a whole week later than when I was trying to record and our lessons 
we gave, uh, I gave the lesson on Sunday and Finn taught his lesson on Sunday. And I'm glad that he was able to say that he could do it because he's just awesome that way. And, um, I was able to teach the girls and I had Flora and taught them about how we just love them no matter what and love them because they exist and not because they've done anything to prove themselves um, worthy of love or anything like that. And so we kind of, I wanted to start out with that, wanted to start out with identity and, um, Because that was so important. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and read number one. Hearken, O ye people, and open your hearts and give ear from afar and listen, you that call yourselves the people of the Lord and hear the word of the Lord and his will concerning you. Yea, verily I say, hear the word of him whose anger is kindled against the wicked and rebellious, who willeth to take even them who will, whom he will take and preserveth in life them whom he will preserve who buildeth up at his own will and pleasure and destroyeth when he pleases and is able to cast the soul down to hell behold i the lord utter my voice and it shall be obeyed wherefore verily i say let the wicked take heed and let the rebellious fear and tremble and let the unbelieving hold their lips for the day of wrath shall come upon them as a whirlwind, and all flesh shall know that I am God. And he that seeketh signs shall see signs, but not unto salvation. Verily I say unto you, there are those among you who seek signs, and there have been such even from the beginning. But behold, faith cometh not by signs, but signs follow those that believe. Yea, signs come by faith, not by the will of men, nor as they please, but by the will of God. Yea, signs come by faith unto mighty works, for without faith no man pleaseth God, and with whom God is angry he is not well pleased. Wherefore unto such he showeth no signs, only in wrath unto their condemnation. Wherefore I the Lord am not pleased with those among you who have sought after signs and wonders for faith, and not for the good of men unto my glory." Nevertheless, I give commandments, and many have turned away from my commandments and have not kept them. Okay, so I think it's super important that we remember how Laman and Lemuel would get signs all the time from the Lord, and they never converted. Never. Their testimony was never able to grasp at anything. It wasn't built on a foundation. It wasn't built on on anything solid. It was just built on the things that they saw and they knew that they needed to do better and be better, but it seemed like they just couldn't get it. And I'm not trying to judge them and, you know, say that they were weak or anything like that. I think that we can all learn from their experience because sometimes don't we wish we could have signs the signs that we want, you know, sometimes the signs that we're seeking are blessings that wish would come to us. You know, I don't think that in our modern day, we're like, hey, you know, flip the switch off if 
you are real, you know, we're not going to make things, we're not going to ask God to do those kind of things for us. But we do ask him for miracles in our lives all the time, I think, at least for, in my opinion. And in my experience, I'm always like, I've been doing all these things. I've been checking off all the boxes. Please, can't, can't I just get this thing that I'm asking for, you know? And even though it's not like, I'm not saying I need a sign, I am waiting for that answer to come in the form of a sign, if that even makes any sense at all. So I think we definitely, or at least I I can definitely do better at checking where my thoughts are, where my prayers are, and where my desire is, and where my testimony is, because is it based on the miracles that have happened in my life? I mean, those are definitely strengthening miracles, but, or are, or am I waiting for confirmation through different signs that I have asked for? Okay, we're on number 14. There were among you adulterers and adulteresses, some of whom have turned away from you and others remain with you, that hereafter shall be revealed. Oof, that sounds dangerous. Let such beware and repent speedily, lest judgment shall come upon them as a snare, and their folly shall be made manifest, and their works shall follow them in the eyes of the people. Number 16, and verily I say unto you, as I have said before, he that looketh on a woman to lust after her, or if any shall commit adultery in their hearts, they shall not have the spirit, but shall deny the faith and shall fear. Okay, when you click on lust after, it takes us to sensuality or sexual immorality. Um, to lust after something is to have like a really big desire to have that thing. And I, I kind of compare it to really wanting a chocolate, you know. I really want that chocolate and I can't have it or maybe I'm trying to exert some self-control, but I am wanting that chocolate, but chocolate is a product and it's an object and I guess it's normal to lust after a product that way. However, not okay to want another human being or because if we start treating other humans as products then we're not going to see them as our brothers and sisters right and and then we don't treat them with love and we don't have that compassion for them and we don't have it's just it all just collapses so i can see why that lust after anyone would be would be a bad thing and adultery and it says that um we won't have the spirit when we lust after and that is the number one thing that we don't want to have or that we want to have access to 
because that is how we can guide our lives. And we don't want our receptors to not be able to hear what the spirit is telling us because we are trying to turn our brothers and sisters into objects instead of seeing them for who they really are, children of God. Okay, um, we are going to continue reading. We're on verse 17 now. And says, Wherefore I, the Lord, have said that the fearful and the unbelieving and all liars and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie and the whoremonger and the sorcerer have, shall have their part in that lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Verily I say that they shall not have part in the first resurrection. Um, this part is kind of interesting because it's like if if we wake up, here's the thing. I, I think people wake up and they want to be good and they genuinely want to do good. But I guess there are those few people who wake up and purposely are doing things against their value system or um, just to spite people, maybe. Um, so I don't think he's calling the people who want to be good, but who just don't know how to be, to say that they're going to burn, but it's more the people who have been taught, the people who mindfully and on purpose, uh, choose to lie and choose to do evil things and hurt people, um, that will experience this this burning and I feel like that burning like you know for, for me burning causes pain and I think that's what it's going to be it's going to be we're going to have this pain that is that is beyond our comprehension and so they're trying to describe it here for us so that we can know uh if we choose to willfully uh, willfully rebel, really. So number 18, verily, or I already read that. Number 19, and now behold, I, the Lord say unto you that ye are not justified because these things are among you. So yeah, like if the, if you're around these things, that doesn't make it better. If you, if you know that this is, that the things that are happening around you are not right, then that doesn't make it right just because everybody's doing it right. Nevertheless, he that endureth in faith and doeth my will, the same shall overcome and shall receive an inheritance upon the earth when the day of transfiguration shall come. So when you endure, um, it's like, I almost picture this warrior kind of battling through and just trying his hardest or her hardest to make it through these fiery darts and that's what I think enduring means. It's not sitting still. It's not being idle, but it's acting and, excuse me, it's acting in faith that and doing the Lord's will as we do that. But we have to act. Um, then it says, 
the same shall overcome and shall receive an inheritance. So we will eventually overcome if we are enduring uh, because we will be blessed. Number 21, when the earth shall be transfigured, even according to the pattern which was shown unto mine apostles upon the mount of which account the fullness ye have not yet received. And now verily I say unto you that as I said that I would make known my will unto you, behold, I will make it known unto you, not by way of commandment, for there are many who observe not to keep my commandments. But unto him that keepeth my commandments, I will give the mysteries of the king of my kingdom, and the same shall be in him a well of living water springing up unto everlasting life. I love I love the visual there that the Lord is trying to give us that when we keep his commandments, he's going to share with us those mysteries of his kingdom. And I think that that's because we're, we want a relationship with him. We want and seek out moments with him. And so naturally he's just going to end up sharing some of those mysteries with us and and as he shares those those words and as he shares that knowledge and as he shares his miracles with us then we will be that living that well of living water like for other people even you know um springing up unto everlasting life it's it's kind of like that analogy of the cup and like the like fill your cup before you can fill others right because people can drink from your saucer usually it's like this i picture this teacup and and a saucer and as we do those things to connect with Christ and those things that fill our cup our teacup will start running over, right? Springing up and over that cup. And and as that runs over, then the saucer is able to catch the extra and people that we serve, people that we love, that is where they take um, from us is right there. That's where we can give to others is from our extra not from our own cup and so I love I love that and it'll be a well of living water so it's not gonna run out kind of thing because we're gonna keep replenishing excuse me I don't know why I keep yawning it's this thing about reading I don't know whenever I read that's how that's how it is so it's just something I have to work with okay and number 24 and now behold this is the will of the Lord your God concerning his saints that they should assemble themselves together unto the land of Zion not in haste lest there should be confusion which bringeth pestilence so when saints start gathering um they're supposed to not do it in haste so sometimes the Lord wants us to do it in haste and sometimes the Lord wants doesn't want us to do it in haste. I'm guessing because they were a large body of members and because they were going to a new place, the Lord didn't want them to seem like there was like an army coming to take over the the state, right? Or an army of people coming to take over the land. Like, we're going to take over and we're going to kick you guys out, right? 
And so if we go not in haste to Zion, but slowly, you know, one by one, it's just like, oh, we don't, we're not going to get, be taken over. We're just, everybody just really wants to come here, I guess. You know, it's a popular place. It's like Utah right now. Everybody is coming, but it didn't seem like everybody showed up at the same time, right? It's like a gradual thing. And so when it's a gradual thing, it's less, it seems like there's less animosity or less feeling of, hey, how come, how come 3,000 people just showed up, you know? Uh, okay, so I guess that means that's called pestilence. I don't know. Okay, number 25, behold the land of Zion, I the Lord hold in mine own hands. So he's telling us that it's in his hands and that we don't have to worry. Nevertheless, I the Lord render unto Caesar the things which are Caesar's. I remember this scripture or when he said this about Caesar back in the New Testament. Wherefore, I, the Lord, will that will that you should purchase the lands, that you may have advantage of the world, that you may have claim on the world, that they may not be stirred up unto anger. For Satan putteth, in, putteth it into their hearts to anger against you and to, and to the shedding of blood. Wherefore, the land of Zion shall not be obtained by, but by purchase or by blood, Otherwise, there is none inheritance for you. And if by purchase, behold, you are blessed. And if by blood, as you are forbidden to shed blood, lo, your enemies are upon you, and ye shall be scourged from city to city and from synagogue to synagogue, and but few shall stand to receive an inheritance. Oof, that's intense. So basically the Lord's like, hey, I need you to get as much land as you can, but you're not allowed to fight for it you're just allowed to buy it (laughs) and so they had to find some money to to purchase the lands that they wanted i the lord am angry with the wicked i am holding my spirit from the inhabitants of the earth i have sworn in my wrath and decreed wars upon the face of the earth and the wicked shall slay the wicked and fear shall come upon every man oof that sounds pretty scary. And the saints also shall hardly escape. Nevertheless, I, the Lord, am with them and will come down in heaven from the presence of the Father and consume the wicked with unquenchable fire. Shh, that is sweet promises right there. That the saints shall hardly escape, first of all. Hardly. That's like by a hair. So we're going to experience some serious tribulation. And, but the Lord is with them and then he will come down from heaven, from the presence of the father and then consume the wicked with unquenchable fire. That's just consume the wicked. What does that even mean to consume the wicked? I'm looking at the footnote here. And it says in Jeremiah eight thirteen, I will surely consume them, saith the Lord. There shall be no grapes on the vine, nor figs on the fig tree, and the leaf shall fade, and the things that I have given them shall pass away from them. Then Matthew three twelve, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat unto the gardener. But he will burn up with chaff, with chaff with unquenchable fire. 
So basically, he's going to burn the wicked with fire, I guess. That's just it's a little bit scary. Um, we're going to read now number 35. And behold, this is not yet, but by and by. Like, soon, don't worry. Or like he says sometimes, but I come quickly. <laughs> but it's definitely on his timetable, not ours. Number 36, wherefore, seeing that I, the Lord, have decreed all these things upon the face of the earth, I will that my saints should be assembled upon the land of Zion. Okay, this is going to take so long if I don't shorten it up. So I'm going to not be commenting on everything. Just so I can finish. So... Number 37, and that every man shall should take righteousness in his hands and faithfulness upon his loins and lift a warning voice unto the inhabitants of the earth and declare both by word and by flight that desolation shall come upon the wicked. Wherefore, let my disciples in Kirtland arrange their temporal concerns who dwell upon this farm. Also, I just realized that Costco has the brand Kirtland. So, or maybe it's Kirkland. But anyway, it's just kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> we can remember Kirtland every time we see those brands. But by the way, do not get their Kirk, Kirkland or don't get Costco diapers because they're not good. Stick with the Huggies or the Pampers because less rashes. Okay. Wherefore, uh, we're reading number 38. Wherefore, let my disciples in Kirtland arrange their temporal concerns who dwell upon this farm. 39 let my servants let my servant Titus Billings who has the care thereof dispose of the land that he may be prepared in the coming spring to take his journey up unto the land of Zion with those that dwell upon the face thereof excepting those whom I shall reserve unto myself that shall not go until I shall command them 40 and let all the monies which can be spared it mattereth not unto me Wherefore it be battle or it be little or much be sent upon the land of Zion unto them whom I have appointed to receive. Behold, I the Lord will give unto my servant Joseph Smith Jr. power that he shall be enabled to discern by the Spirit those who shall go up unto the land of Zion and those of my disciples who shall tarry. 42. Let my servant Newell K. Whitney retain his store. Or in other words, the store yet for a little season. By the way, that would be my my favorite job. I'd want to work at the store. I'd want to own the store. Nevertheless, let him impart all the money which he can impart to be set up unto the land of Zion. Behold, these things are in his own hands. Let him do according to wisdom. Barely I say it. Say, let him be ordained as an agent unto the disciples that shall tarry, and let them be ordained unto his power. Okay, 46. And now, speedily visit the churches, expounding these things unto them with my servant Oliver Cowdery. Behold, this is my will, obtaining monies, even as I have directed. He that is faithful and endureth shall overcome the world. He that sendeth up treasures unto the land of Zion shall receive an inheritance in this world. And his works shall follow him, and also a reward in the world to come. Yea, and blessed are the dead that die in the Lord from henceforth, when the Lord shall come, and hold, and old things shall pass away, and all things become new. They shall rise from the dead, and shall not die. 
after and shall receive an inheritance before the Lord in the holy city. Okay, 50. And he that liveth, when the Lord shall come and hath kept the faith, blessed is he. Nevertheless, it is appointed to him to die at the age of man. Wherefore, children shall grow up until they become old. Old men shall die, but they shall not sleep in the dust, but they shall be changed in the twinkling of an eye. 52. Wherefore, for this cause, preach the apostles unto the world the resurrection of the dead. These things are the things that ye must look for, and speaking after the manner of the Lord, they are now nigh at hand, and in a time to come, even in the day of the coming of the Son of Man. And until that hour there will be foolish virgins among the wise, and at that hour cometh an entire separation of the righteous and the wicked, and in that day will I send mine angels to pluck out the wicked and cast them into unquenchable fire and now behold verily i say unto you i the lord am not pleased with my servant sidney rigdon he exalted himself in his heart and received not counsel but grieved the spirit wherefore well haven't i'm not saying sidney, sidney rigdon is great for doing this but you know i can definitely relate that i have grieved the spirit before and i think i shared that with you before wherefore the his writing is not acceptable unto the lord and he shall make another if the Lord receive it not, behold, he standeth no longer in the office to which I have appointed him. Number 57, and again, verily I say unto you, those who desire in their hearts, in meekness to warn sinners to repentance, let them be ordained unto this power. For this is a day of warning and not a day of many words. For I, the Lord, am not to be mocked in the last days. That's funny that he says not many words because he created all of doctrine and covenants. <laughs> Behold, I am from above, and my power lieth beneath. I am over all, and in all, and through all, and search all things, and the day cometh that all things shall be subject unto me. Um, yes, I love that. Everything typifies of Christ, because he is in everything. Behold, I am Alpha and Omega, even Jesus Christ. Wherefore, let all men beware how they take my name in their lips. For behold... Verily I say that many there be who are under this condemnation, who use the name of the Lord and use it in vain, having not authority. Wherefore, let the church repent of their sins, and I, the Lord, will own them, otherwise they shall be cut off. Okay, oh, and he says, remember that that which cometh from the above is sacred and must be spoken with care and by constraint of the spirit and in this there is no condemnation and you receive the spirit through prayer wherefore without this there remaineth the remaineth condemnation so i think this definitely means you know when we take the lord's name in vain by saying like taking it in in vain by using it as like a cuss word or like a, oh my, something, you know? And I think there's that. But then because people not who are not members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and know the concept of taking the Lord's name in vain, then they're not going to be held accountable for that. But... When the Lord is speaking here, he's talking to us, not to everybody else who takes the Lord's name in vain and has no idea why they do it or is just doing it because their parents did it or is it just doing it because other people are saying it and they don't know. So we're the ones that are going to be held accountable because the Lord is speaking to us as saints 
taking the Lord's name in vain. Now, that might mean, sure, we're copying other people and doing that same thing. I think he's also speaking of when we are saying a prayer, for example. We say, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen, but are we paying attention to the prayer? Um, I know that a lot of times Faust, he, he's really, he's little, but he'll, right after a prayer, he'll be like, well, aren't we going to say a prayer? And we're like, are you serious? We just said the prayer. Were you not paying attention? And he obviously doesn't understand the concept of taking the Lord's name in vain that way where he says, amen, but we're not really knowing what people said in the prayer, you know, or when we pray and say our own personal prayers, are we just checking the box of like saying a prayer or do we really mean it in the name of Jesus Christ? And same thing when we're doing things, um, because we've taken his name upon us, it is our responsibility as we do things to do things in his name to honor his name, but not to dishonor his name. I I guess that's what I want to say. Okay, number 65. Let my servants, Joseph Smith Jr. and Sidney Rigdon, seek them a home as they are taught through prayer by the Spirit. These things remain to overcome through patience that such may receive a more exceeding an eternal weight of glory, otherwise a greater condemnation. Amen. So many good gems in this one. I couldn't cover all of them because otherwise this would take a long time. And I really think that we can liken scriptures to ourselves and to our lives as we do it, not just as other people tell us, although it is helpful when other people can tell us or when we can hear other people the way that they apply things into their lives or notice things in life because it helps us um, and it helps those things that we're reading become more relatable. But it is in our own study that we are able to learn that the Spirit is able to teach us. So I encourage you to do that on your own and until next week, We will be reading Doctrine and Covenants 64, let's see, to 66. All right. Love you all. Bye.